Thank you for watching NTD Business Top Stories tonight. M&M's says it's pausing its spokes candies indefinitely. It's been facing criticism after the company made the mascots more inclusive for LGBTQ. New government proposals trying to reduce babies' exposure to lead. The FDA is proposing new limits for food intended for children under two. Amazon launching a new subscription for prescription drugs. It could make certain drugs much more affordable for Prime members. The Justice Department has sued Google, saying it has too much power over the digital ads business. It's the first big antitrust case against big tech by the Biden administration. That and much more coming up on NTD Business. Great to have you with us. Don Ma here. Walmart, America's largest private employer, is giving some of its workers a raise. It's trying to retain workers in a tight labor market for lower-wage industries. The company announced today it's increasing minimum wage employees' pay from $12 to $14 an hour. It says this would bring the average hourly wage up to more than $17.50 an hour. The new pay will start next month. Walmart also announced it's expanding its associate-to-driver program to help workers earn a commercial driver's license to become a Walmart truck driver. Meanwhile, manufacturer 3M is going the other direction. The company says it's reducing its workforce and preparing to cut about 2,500 jobs worldwide. Like many others, the company is looking to align itself with adjusted production volumes. Chairman and CEO Mike Roman said in a statement that 3M saw rapid declines in consumer-facing markets, plus a significant slowdown in China due to COVID-19-related disruptions. He added that 3M anticipates macroeconomic challenges will continue this year. 3M makes everything from post-it notes to tape, tools, and medical supplies. Shares fell 6% at market close today. And, you know, it's happened to all of us. You know, you search for something on Google, then an advertisement for that very item pops up. Now, the Justice Department is suing the tech giant for monopolizing the online advertising space. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland earlier today on how Google dominates the whole process of digital ad buying. First, Google controls the technology used by nearly every major website publisher to offer advertising space for sale. Second, Google controls the leading tool used by advertisers to buy that advertising space. And third, Google controls the largest ad exchange that matches publishers and advertisers together each time that ad space is sold. The DOJ wants to break off Google's ad business from its core business of search, YouTube, and Gmail. The suit marks the Biden administration's first blockbuster antitrust case against a big tech company. The Trump administration sued Google in 2020, saying it stifled competition in online search. That case is still ongoing. M&M's is shaking up its marketing strategy after pushback over making its cartoon mascots more woke or inclusive. It's indefinitely pausing the mascots and replacing them with comedian and actress Maya Rudolph. M&M's parent company Mars said it's taking a break from the spokes candies after backlash. Last year, the company rebranded each mascot with a new backstory and personality 
For example, they turned the green feminine M&M into a feminist character with sneakers instead of go-go boots. They turned the male orange mascot into a character full of anxiety. And the most controversial change was adding a purple lesbian M&M to be more inclusive. Critics claimed it was an example of the woke agenda going too far. Amid the controversy, M&M's yesterday said it's pausing the spokes candies because it wants to bring people together, not polarize them. Maya Rudolph will take over the company's next Super Bowl ad next month. Now joining us to talk about the M&M's controversy is Will Hild. He's the executive director at Consumers Research. Now, Will, on this topic, uh, the left and the right have very different takes. I'm curious, what do you make of M&M's taking an indefinite pause on the spokeshandies? Well, it's just another case of a company that has ruined its branding by going woke. They kept messing with the candies, everything from changing the female candy's shoes to the size of the candies. You know, clearly someone within their marketing department got the woke mind virus and decided that they should start playing with these beloved characters, uh, not focusing on what customers wanted or what, you know, they liked about the candies, but simply trying to inject a bunch of woke politics into the way in which the candies were uh, portrayed. And obviously it's, a, it's kind of a small, it's kind of a comical thing. We're talking about little anthropomorphized uh, M&Ms, but I think it's part of a larger problem that these companies have where people within the company really just see the company as a way to express their politics, not as a vehicle to serve customers. And so what M&M has clearly had to do now is backtrack completely. I mean, think of the law, the huge amount of money that was invested in marketing these, these branded candies, and now they're throwing it all away because they have ensnared themselves in, in this controversy completely unnecessarily. So, Will, some on the left are saying the company should not have caved to the right's criticism. What do you say to that? Well, there are those on the left who think that everything should be about politics. Every show should be about politics. Every company should be about politics. Every product should be about politics. So I'm by no means surprised to hear that the same people who want every show to be about the Democratic Party platform uh, are saying that, you know, a, a couple of candies uh, anthropomorphized candies should also be about far-left politics. The average American doesn't want it. They're tired of this. They're tired of everything being about politics. And that's what Eminem should have stuck to, just entertaining us with a funny candy brand and, and feeding us with a, a, with a delicious chocolate. But instead, they let their marketing department steer them into, into wokeness. Yeah, and, and as you mentioned, these are fictional cartoon characters. Do you think, you know, there was a lot of criticism when M&M's updated their mascots uh, recently, you know, to be more inclusive. Do you think there was too much emphasis on these cartoon characters, or do you maybe feel that the criticism was actually warranted? Well, I think the criticism was warranted in, in this case. Uh, you know, a lot of times people on the left, when they start doing weird, woke things, like, they, they will claim, well, why are you making such a big deal about it? Why do you care about a bunch of cartoon candies anyway? How weird are you that you even care? But at every interval, this is kind of like boiling the frog. You do it slowly so the frog doesn't notice and jump out. These woke, woke folks, why were they pushing these candies to be changed if, if it's such a stupid thing? And so, I, I, obviously, on an individual level, these are just a bunch of cartoon candies. But I think it's indicative of a of a uh, of the woke mind virus, what that does to people and what that can do to our our society if we don't put a stop to it. Which is why I, I'm sad to see these candies go, but I'm glad to see that Eminem has recognized that they made a mistake. Right, right. And just quickly, one last thing: 
How do you think the consumer reaction will be going forward? That's a great question. I wouldn't be surprised to see M&M sales continue to dip. I, as I've said before, I don't think that people, that many people know who Maya Rudolph is, or even if they do have that strong of feelings about her one way or the other. Whereas I guarantee the name ID, the visual ID of those cartoon candies was very, very high. So I think M&M is going to have to spend a ton of money just getting back to where they already were, if it's even possible. Um, with their marketing. And so it's going to cost them a lot of money. And unfortunately, it's going to cost consumers uh, a recognizable uh, product mascot. And again, that was Will Hill, the executive director at Consumers Research. On Wall Street, stock indexes didn't change much after companies warned of a tough year ahead. The Dow rose 104 points or three tenths of a percent. S&P fell three points or one tenths of a percent. And the Nasdaq lost 30 points or three tenths of a percent. Eliminate the debt ceiling. That's what dozens of House Democrats would like to do. They're calling for unlimited borrowing so the government can spend whatever it needs. Entity's Daniel Monahan has more on their proposal. It can't be negotiated over whether or not we're going to pay our bills. The federal government hit its borrowing limit of more than $31 trillion last week. The Treasury Department was forced to employ extraordinary measures to help cover the government's obligations until June, when these tools run out. Representative Bill Foster has long sought for a way to avoid this debt ceiling showdown. There's some mechanism where it would never be the limiting factor that would cause us to default. Foster likened the threat of default to eating out on the town. The whole situation is sort of analogous to refusing to pay for a meal after you've eaten it. The congressman has proposed legislation titled End the Threat of Default Act. The proposal was co-sponsored by 42 House Democrats, including Representatives Rashida Tlaib and Pramila Jayapal. This is not the first time Democrats have discussed abolishing the debt ceiling. Meanwhile, Republicans have called for a debt prioritization plan. It calls for a reduction in the record growth of federal spending before allowing an increase in the debt ceiling. In related news, some economists and Democratic lawmakers have floated the idea of minting a $1 trillion platinum coin in recent years. They envision the coin deposited in its bank account at the Federal Reserve. Politicians would then be able to withdraw from the account and fund government spending. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, speaking on CNBC, is skeptical. It's really a gimmick, and what's necessary is for Congress to show that um, the world can count on America paying its debts. Critics say the coin would only possess a face value of $1 trillion, rather than maintain any intrinsic value. Daniel Monahan, NTD News. The Food and Drug Administration today proposed significant limits on levels of lead in processed baby food. The FDA's new draft guidance applies to packaged foods for babies and children under two. The agency said it's impossible to completely eliminate lead from the food supply, but the proposed limits should encourage manufacturers to adopt practices to reduce the lead levels in their products. High levels of lead exposure can cause brain damage and other health problems, particularly in young children. The FDA estimates the new limits could cut lead exposure by 24 to 27 percent from processed baby foods. Eating lead paint chips or inhaling lead dust remains one of the most common ways for children to get lead poisoning. And our special report today is about Amazon further pushing into healthcare. Amazon has a new generic prescription drug plan called RxPass. If you're a Prime member, you can pay $5 a month 
to get unlimited access to 50 different generic drugs. These drugs treat 80 common medical conditions like heart disease, high blood pressure, and acid reflux. Amazon will have pharmacists ready to take your phone call 24-7, and the two-day delivery is free. Dr. Yang Trin, the chief medical officer of the Healthy Brain Clinic, believes Amazon is revolutionizing healthcare. He's planning to sign up himself for RxPass because he explains the current system is inconvenient. And it's a barrier to getting good care. Uh, getting a prescription sent uh, to the pharmacy, the pharmacist calls you and says your prescription is ready. And then you got to drive to the pharmacy, got to get in line, right? Got to pay your copay and, uh, and pick up your meds. And this is on a monthly basis. And this is why people are missing taking their pills on a regular basis because it's super inconvenient to do that. So Amazon takes that entire inconvenient lineup out of the way. Dr. Twin says this is especially the case with refills. He says that one of the biggest problems physicians face is that their patients don't refill their medications on a regular basis. Amazon solves this problem by auto-delivering everything straight to you. And one of the biggest problems America faces is the cost of prescription drugs. Americans pay more for prescription drugs than any country in the world. That's two to three times more in comparison to some countries. A recent study concluded that Americans overpay for generic drug prescriptions by as much as 20%. Amazon's RX Pass also takes a big bite out of this problem. Dr. Young Trin, the chief medical officer of the Healthy Brain Clinic, thinks Amazon's deal is unbeatable. There's no way you're going to get several pills, you know, a month for less than $5 at the pharmacy. And, and this doesn't count the invaluable cost of convenience. And it doesn't count the gas that you're paying to drive to the pharmacy and the maintenance on your car, right? So these are, these are numbers that we can't add up. In fact, analysts believe this plan is a loss leader for Amazon. This is a technical term for a product that's intentionally sold at a loss in order to attract more customers. But there are some limitations. For example, insulin is not included, a medication that helps people with diabetes. Brand name prescription drugs are also not part of the plan. And people who use any government healthcare program like Medicaid and Medicare aren't allowed either. But actually, Dr. Frank Conta Sessa, an internist at MDVIP, says those people would have benefited the most from RX Pass. I just wish that uh, there was some, um, I wish that Medicare uh, patients were able to benefit from this as well because they are the ones that are on a fixed income. So saving money on their prescription drugs would be enormously helpful to them. That, that's a big stressor that I see with the Medicare population. So this doesn't really address that at all. But Dr. Contasessa still recommends the program to his patients. He says it's exciting because the list of drugs is extensive and covers a lot of different types of drugs. Amazon says that you can easily cancel RX Pass at any time. Medications will be delivered every month with notifications along the way. Right now, only Americans can subscribe. To sign up, go to Amazon's pharmacy website at pharmacy.amazon.com or use the Amazon Pharmacy app. One Amazon rival is quickly gaining popularity, especially in app stores. 
Online shopping app Temu has moved ahead of the rest in app rankings. NTD's Sean Marshall has more. There's a new king of the app stores. TikTok has been dethroned from its number one spot by a different Chinese app called Timu. So why do people love this app so much? Why did it take over the app stores? The app's slogan is Team Up, Price Down, meaning the more you convince others to sign up, the more credit you earn towards free merchandise. This has enabled some people who have earned enough credit to receive home goods without even giving Timu their credit card information. Timu is an online marketplace that connects consumers with millions of sellers, manufacturers, and brands around the world by taking advantage of C2M business model. C2M stands for Customer to Manufacturer. It's when an e-platform business connects consumers directly with upstream manufacturers, eliminating distributors, enabling Timu to sell at extremely cheap prices. America's new favorite shopping app is nearing 25 million downloads in Android and Apple app stores, all in just under five months. Just as TikTok serves an endless scroll of videos to entertain you, Timu serves an endless scroll of cheap stuff to buy. Also similar to TikTok, Timu spent a lot of money on advertising early on, gaining a huge hold in the US market using Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat's ad platforms. But it's not all sunshine and rainbows for the number one app. Timu has a low rating with the Better Business Bureau of 1.82 out of 5. People complain of bad customer service, poor quality items, and not receiving their orders. But it also has many happy customers on social media showing off their Timu hauls. Timu is the American subsidiary of Chinese company Pindodo, whose stock has climbed over 70% in the last six months. Sean Marshall, NTD News. And going to commercials now, but if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, you can email us at business at ntd.com. Still to come, a new study says the U.S. defense industry is not adequately prepared for a major war with an enemy like China. For certain key munitions, it could run out in less than a week. What can the U.S. do? We hear from a military expert after this short break. Welcome back. The U.S. defense industry is not adequately prepared for a major war with an enemy like China. That's according to a think tank study published on Monday. The Center for Strategic and International Studies ran a war games simulation and found that the U.S. would run out of key long-range precision-guided munitions in less than a week. That's assuming a battle with China over Taiwan. According to the report, the Russia-Ukraine war highlighted shortcomings of U.S. arms companies and their ability to quickly replenish military supplies. That's as Washington has been sending weapons to Ukraine, leaving its own arms inventory depleted. What's more, the U.S. has also fought in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other regions over the past two decades, likewise using up weapons stockpiles. A potential Indo-Pacific conflict with China would need to draw deeply from U.S. arms stockpiles. And now joining me to discuss the CSIS report is Rick Fisher. He's a military expert and senior fellow at the International Assessment and Strategy Center. So, Rick, you know, I wanted a second opinion on this study. It says the U.S. defense industrial base will run out of key munitions in a battle over Taiwan. What's your assessment on that? 
the CSIS report is a very useful addition to the debate over uh, American security in 2023. Uh, the United States is facing the prospect of not just one enlarged war in Europe that could grow out of the current war in Ukraine, but it could also face a second war or even a third war if uh, war breaks out on the Korean Peninsula and China decides to invade Taiwan. The United States clearly is not prepared to fight two or three major wars. So munitions would run out in about a week. Uh, does that sound right to you? What's the timeline like? Uh, a week, uh, two weeks, the most. Uh, uh, that would be a, a generous estimate. Uh, our stocks, as they are, have already been depleted by the need to arm Ukrainians, and we're not prepared. We don't have enough missiles and munitions to sink the thousands of uh, ships that China will be using to invade Taiwan. Do you think uh, U.S. weapons manufacturers, are, are they manufacturing at full capacity? Uh, in, in many cases, they are, but that's the problem. The capacity needs to increase by three or four times. Uh, we're, we're just now resuming production of F-16 fighter aircraft in South Carolina after about a two to three year delay in uh, uh, changing uh, the production site from, from Texas to South Carolina. Uh, indeed, the United States is planning to increase missile production capacity, artillery production capacity and all that, but this is going to take two, maybe three years in many cases. And that simply sends the message to China that 2023 or 2024 is the best time to mount an invasion and destroy the Taiwanese democracy. So I, I've always wondered, would the U.S. actually throw missiles at China? But from what you're saying, it sounds like it's a given that the U.S. would actually intervene in this uh, conflict if it happens. The United States would really have no choice. Uh, if we failed to intervene or abandoned Taiwan, every other ally on the planet would question the strength of an American military commitment. And uh, eventually, uh, the United States would, would not just lose its alliance system, but it would become very isolated in the world. Freedom would not be the norm. Freedom would be the exception. Just quickly, one last thing. What's your assessment on, on the timeline of a possible Chinese invasion of Taiwan? Well, the United States could be facing uh, a real war with China over Taiwan as early as this spring. That is when uh, newly elected uh, Republican Speaker of the House of Representatives reportedly is planning to visit Taiwan. When his predecessor, Democrat uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, visited Taiwan, from August 2 to 3 in 2022, China initiated its largest joint force military operations close into Taiwan to simulate a blockade. And they promised to do much more if Speaker McCarthy visits Taiwan. So this is really an opportunity for the Biden administration to show resolve. I would strongly urge the administration 
to right now begin deploying long-range anti-missile and anti-aircraft missiles to the Japanese Ryukyu Islands. I would urge the Biden administration to abruptly change its existing policies and deploy tactical nuclear weapons to Japan and South Korea. But the Chinese need to know that if they initiate a war to kill, to murder the democracy in Taiwan, that all of their forces trying to do so will be destroyed. They will lose. Yes, it's, it's a very serious topic. Thank you very much for speaking to me about this topic today. Rick Fisher, pleasure talking to you. Thank you. And that's all we have today from the NTD business team and myself, Don Ma. You can follow me on Twitter if you're there. And if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, please email us at business at NTD.com. That's all for today. Thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.